welcome to an all new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. I am your host, Lisa Ann, and I'd like to start this episode extending my gratitude to you for making the time to have me in your ear or potentially in your face Fridays, 2 p.m. Eastern time on my YouTube channel, The Real Lisa Ann. All social media is The Real Lisa Ann. There are no other pages. Do not be faked out by imposters. Always got to give this disclaimer. I see it happening on the daily. I do a special event every Tuesday called Takedown Tuesdays, which is my time to remind everyone that I am not setting up a rando account just to chat with you. Sorry about that, but I had to throw that in there. I hope you're all having a fabulous day. I am just on the downswing of a two-week celebration for the birthday. Have more events coming up this weekend, but it was my birthday. Monday, May 9th, 50 trips around the sun. I turned 50 years old, and I've been making a pretty big to-do about this photo shoot, special photos on my birthday, marking this in time because it's such a big event. And I wanted to celebrate it. And I wanted to remind my friends who don't want to celebrate their birthday past a certain age to celebrate it. We're here. We're healthy. We're out there doing things. We're seeing our friends and family again. We're doing the things that we've been waiting to do for too many years now. So celebrate you. No matter how old you are, be grateful that you are right here. And that's how I felt. And that's why I went through all that I did to really make this this big, big, big ordeal. Just go grandiose. You're only going to turn 50 once. But on my birthday, I woke up early, going to get in a nice workout, hit the gym for some shots, you know, go to the court, shoot, shoot around some basketball a bit, sit in the sauna, do my normal thing. I was going to have a beautiful big party, which I did. We're going to get into all the glamorous details of what has taken place because this right here, Lisa Ann Experience episode, is a solo a solo dolo because I have a lot of things to share. And I also wanted to express how this has felt and why I made such a to-do. But before I get to that, let's talk about my actual birthday. So I get up early enough to watch the sunrise, which I love to do because I face east. And being on the West Coast, I loved watching the sunset. And when I go out there, there's a place I love to stay that I got to be at for four days of this journey uh, that has the most beautiful sunsets in Southern California. I just love watching the sunset from there. But here, switching it up to the East Coast, being up high, I really wanted to be able to watch the sunrise. And when I was doing morning radio, I could sit and kind of in my office, look out the window and know what time it was without looking at the clock and watching the sun rising through specific buildings, through streets. And it's just so beautiful. So I get up, I watch the sunrise. And normally, I would start my day while watching the sunrise, while drinking my coffee, by reading the news, getting in my first hour of the goal of three hours a day minimum of news reading, which is, by the way, why how I found some pretty interesting guests for this podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. Andre Part, uh, Con Connect, great guest. Uh, Colby Sharma, writer, great baseball book. Like I've met great people through my news reading. This is one of the reasons why I do it, so I can provide us with some more context to what I read. But I decided that morning, on my birthday, that I wasn't going to start my day on that frequency. Because let's face it, there's more bad news than good news. Uh, and you got you to gotta skim through it all. 
And I thought, I'm not going to do that today. It's my birthday. I'm going to listen to music all day. I was even going to take a break from my favorite sports radio shows, which is shocking. But luckily, since everything is saved on podcasts, then I can go back and do a marathon of catching up. And yes, the news will not be current. But when you love certain shows like I feel about Pat McAfee and his entire crew, I can't miss it. So I love it when I've saved a day or two. Again, I'm rambling. So I decided not to watch the news. The goal was to get my nails redone to match my very special dress that I was wearing on my birthday, uh, manicure, pedicure. And by the way, so you know, these nails uh, take about three hours. That is no joke. They're a powder dip, a specific shape. Uh, my nail girl is amazing. I think I've introduced her to too many people because she's getting incredibly busy. We're all starting to fight over appointments, uh, which is funny. But I knew that I was going to be there, let's say, four hours. And I thought, you know, sometimes I'll watch a little Netflix while I'm getting them done because this keeps me from just getting bored or what have you. Sometimes I'll listen to sports radio, but I just decide I really just want to listen to music today. I'm going to listen to music. And while I'm getting my pedicure, my nail girl gives me this little tool so that when my hands are wrapped in the plastic gloves, so they put this foil on your tips with the acetone to soak off the nails. This is a very uninteresting story to many of you. And then they put these gloves on and you can't text anymore. You're like done. You're just like sitting there. This is what I'll usually go into TV. But she hands me this little tool, which was perfect because I was able to thank people who were reaching out to my birthday. I got hundreds of texts that day, hundreds of texts with some of the most moving words that I've ever seen in writing to me, feeling how I'm seen feeling that I've inspired people and that they recognize the efforts that I put towards my friendships and checking in on my people and making sure everybody's good. And it was just, I was getting emotional and I was able to tweet. So I was able to like kind of text with this little tool. I was able to tweet that I would need to wear waterproof mascara to my party because I was in my feelings over all of the awesome messages that I was getting. So I was like in this total zone of just like, okay, I didn't read the news today. I'm just listening to music. And then all of a sudden, a friend of mine texts me and he says, I love your article on the post today. And I said to him, well, gosh, geez. Okay. Okay. Here we are. I said to him, I haven't seen it. What are you talking about? He's like, what do you mean? Because he knows I'm reading at least an hour of news. And I said to him, the day that I decide to not read the news would obviously, yes, be the day that I am in the news, be the day that I'm a headline in the news on multiple news outlets, the day that I decide, the one day that I decide I'm not going to read the news today, I make the news. So let's just talk about this article. I'm going to read the article on this podcast for those of you who may have missed it, or for those of you who only read the caption, the clickbait, the headline. So, you know, to me, clickbait is just such a form of twisting news, but clickbait is also the perfect way to brainwash the world. Clickbait is for the uneducated and unaware because these news outlets know that the uneducated and the unaware will read the title and that is it. And I have friends. Did you see my article news? Oh yeah, I read it. Did you read the story? No, I just read the, the caption, the title. Okay. So you just read the clickbait, which common, very common for those of us who are avid news readers. When you read the title, the clickbait, 
the caption, and then you go and you read the article, you're befuddled by the fact that, wow, that title really doesn't match that story. As a matter of fact, that title is so misleading that it makes the story seem that it's something that it's not. And that is the goal. That is the goal of the propaganda that we today call our news. It is propaganda, people, because if it was the truth, the title would be the truth. But they are relying on the fact that the uneducated and the unaware, the people that could care less and not give two fucks, will never, ever, ever read the article. How lazy have we become that we cannot read an article with less than 500 words? Articles have gotten smaller and smaller, but now articles are believed to be captions. Twitter has confused the world to think that the news is telling us a story by the size of a tweet, and that is not a fact. It is not true. And what it does is it angers one side. It angers because this is what we want, right? We want to share a story to create emotion, to start chaos between two different mindsets of people. There are people that may read a clickbait title and think, you know what? I agree with that. Definitely not going to read the article, but I agree with the title. And then there's the other half of the people that read the clickbait title. And they are furious. And then they come after you because cancel culture is real. Been there, done that. Trying it with me again right now. Go for it. Live through the death threats. Live through court. Live through harassment on harassment on harassment. Still living through it at all times. Ready to go at it again. Because obviously, the title to this story that 90% of the people that are coming at me on Twitter on my birthday, but by the way, I was not giving a fuck on my birthday. I was not going to engage. I was like, you know what? I'll address this at another time. This is a frequency I don't want to be on on my birthday. Uh, I'll be just getting back to this down the way. But I was able to do a TMZ spot at Say Less right before I met up with all of my friends to go in and celebrate my birthday. But we'll get to that after I read you this article. So again, my theory on clickbait headlines, especially when they're not accurate to the story, which this one really wasn't. Therefore, the uneducated and unaware equals lazy. Just plain lazy. Why even open your damn news app if you're only going to read the title. The title, this is from the New York Post. The reason I'm sharing it from the New York Post, you can find it from any other news network, is because it was the New York Post article that was sent to me on the day that I decided I wasn't going to, you know, be engaged with the news. And then all of a sudden, I, I am the news. So, like, now I got to engage, right? Okay. Here's the title. Here's the clickbait. Ex-porn star Lisa Ann wants Elon Musk to ban X-rated content on Twitter. I'll read that again. Ex-porn star Lisa Ann wants Elon Musk to ban X-rated content on Twitter. That is the clickbait, my friend. The actual story was taken from my other podcast, Dudes Do Better, word for word, where I never once mentioned a ban of porn on Twitter. An ex-porn star, 
demanded, which I do not think that I demanded, but an ex-porn star demanded that Elon Musk ban X-rated content when he takes over Twitter, accusing the social media giant of being the largest distributor of illegal content to minors. Lisa Ann, 49, who made a name for herself in the adult film industry by parodying Republican vice presidential nominee Sarah Palin in several videos, told listeners on her podcast last week that Musk Musk needs to take action in order to protect children. Here's my quote, what I actually said. Something I really hope Elon Musk takes a step ahead and says, we're not doing this anymore. And if we are, you'll have to enter your birthday. There will have to be an ID situation. There will be levels to this shit. That's what I'm hoping, she said. Anne said there was no contradiction between her message and her career as a pornographic adult film star. Yes, I did porn for many years of my life, and I'm not hiding my past. As people tell me every day on social media when I'm wearing clothes, why are you trying to deny your past? You're this and you're that, she said. I'm not. I'm just evolving, and we're all allowed to evolve. So my disdain for porn on social media has nothing to do with porn, other than the fact that you're sharing it on platforms that have no age gate. The Post has reached out to Twitter, seeking comment. Twitter is one of the few social media platforms that allows porn, though users aren't allowed to post explicit content on profile, photos, headers, or live feeds. So this goes on to other facts about Twitter, but my chunk was right there. Where in that chunk did I say, I want to ban X-rated content on Twitter? I didn't. I said regulate. I said IDs. I said levels to this shit. That's the important thing here. So again, if you're one of those people that just decides to go on your news app, you are doing a disservice to yourself and your own brain because you are allowing the propaganda news to brainwash you to believe what they want you to think. So of course, from the header, ex-porn star Lisa Ann wants Elon Musk to ban X-rated content on Twitter. Woo! the industry hates me again. Again, again, I'm getting messages again, again. I'm getting things to the extent of right here, right now. Let me read a couple of these to you. I will leave them nameless. You can find them on your own. First of all, the feverish masturbators are furious. Okay. Whoa. And the incels are going crazy over this because golly gee willikers, I'm awful to actually admit the fact that I was doing porn before Twitter and we made money. Twitter is not the only medium to share content of adult nature. Here's one. Dear at Elon Musk, please ignore Lisa Ann. She does not speak for us. For so many, myself included, This is the only platform that allows us to market our small businesses as adult workers. As the union president, I can say our members' livelihoods depend on it. I'm going to fight this battle right now with just this one post at a time, okay? Your livelihoods do not depend on it. 
You need to be less than lazy about spitting out content on a platform with no age gate and find a way to market yourself. Because, oh my gosh, we were very popular and made a ton of money in the 90s before the internet. Plot twist, there was no Twitter. What did we do? We went to adult bookstores and did appearances. We went to clubs and did appearances. We had fan clubs via the mail, snail mail. I was one of the first one of my friends to have a computer and to learn how to use the program print shop because I would make these monthly newsletters. I would sell eight by tens and things through the mail. Like we figured it out. It was a little bit more work than potentially they have right now, but don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Because let me tell you what you're being lazy and you're insistent upon the fact that Twitter is the only place for you to market your small business. I'm sorry, do small businesses bring in fifty dollars to $100,000 a month? I don't think so. I'm just saying, okay? All of these OnlyFans stories of everybody making shit tons of money and we're supposed to be like, oh my gosh, what was us with our small businesses? Okay, middle finger to that. But let's talk about Twitter again with adult content. I am not asking to ban anything. I am suggesting, and again, I'm getting a lot of free speech hate. Oh, what about free speech? Okay, what about free speech with me being able to give my fucking opinion on this topic? Go fuck yourself. What about free speech right there? If you don't like what I have to say, don't follow me. Don't engage with me. Don't slander me. Don't threaten me. By the way, I'm already getting threatened about going to Exotica. I'm already getting threatened for my safety at Exotica, mainly because, what did I say? The uneducated and unaware are lazy and only read the caption. I'm being threatened over clickbait. But again, the article, something I really hope Elon Musk takes a step ahead and says, we're not doing this anymore. And if we are, you will have to enter your birthday. There will be an ID situation and there will be levels to this shit. Again, is that a ban on porn? No. But let's talk about ban on porn and let's talk about countries, religions, and different places in the world that do have a ban on porn. Twitter is not respecting their values because they are watching porn on Twitter in countries where porn is not legal. That's a whole nother can of worms we're looking at right there. Do you want to open it? Do you want to dive into that? Because you may or may not agree with it. You don't have to agree with it, but whatever religious values are, I respect them. That is how you choose to live. I respect that. I am mindful of how you want to raise your children. I am mindful of whatever you're, I am not forcing my content on you. I am not putting you in a situation where you are exposed to something that you are not to be exposed to. So there's that. Then would you look at how far this goes from clickbait because nobody wants to read a short article, a very short article. Okay. Very short article. So we get the deer at Elon Musk. Okay. So we go there. And then from there, we get somebody already saying, uh, why don't you ask her in person? She's going to be at Exotica in Miami. Um, then we just get more and more, uh, why would he even consider her opinion? He's all for free speech. Free speech has nothing to do with minors viewing content that is explicit that says 18 and up for a reason. So you get to use free speech to go buy cigarettes at 12 years old. 
You're going to get alcohol at 10 and say it's free speech, you fucking idiots. Your comments on Twitter are just delusional and really show this lack of education. Same person that did the dear at Elon Musk, which by the way, when you type in Lisa Ann and Elon Musk right now, a ton of articles come up. That's cool. It was my birthday. I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of a cool my birthday thing. Like, okay, cool. We're in the same like caption. Okay, cool. I didn't tweet at him. I didn't try and approach him, but these people think they're doing themselves some sort of favor because they need to be in the mix. They can't just ignore it. They, they, it just is too much for them to step away from the Lisa Ann obsession with people that hate me is so real. But who was it? Oh, that's right. Alana Love, who visited Dudes Do Better, said when I asked her about trolls, if you follow me and you have that much to say, you're a fan. You're a fan. So if you follow me and you have this much to say, now back to the same person. What a joke. Lisa turned on us long ago when she sold out to anti-porn people like the Triple X Church. She supports Kristoff, who is a writer, an, a, a writer who does interviews. So I've done an interview with Kristoff, so now I support him. And constantly goes back and forth. This is all about money and attention for her. The last time she called out porn, she came right back to shooting. There's no money and attention in the fact that somebody watched my fucking podcast, pulled a clip, and made a news story out of it. That's just how shit happens. That's not making me more money. And yes, there was a time that I had to go back to the business because after the death threats, after the harassment, after being cut off from my residual income that I invested a ton of my money into because I left the business. After the business was done making money from me, whether it would be I pay you on set for my production company or whether it be from me, because you're selling my scenes. Once the industry was no longer going to profit off of the name Lisa Ann, the industry turned and turned to such an ugly way that I felt I had to defend myself. I felt I wanted to fight to get back my hard drives and paperworks and DVDs that I invested my money in. Oh my God, is that wrong? oh, I'm sorry, as a business, I'm not supposed to stand up for my business. So yes, I went back for 15 months to make back all the money that I lost at court. And that was my choice. And believe me, it wasn't easy, but I did it. So she, this person, can say this. Now, let me also explain what this Triple X Church is about. If you remember one of the most beautiful conversations I've had so far on the Lisa Ann experience was with Brittany De La Mora. Brittany, part of the Triple X Church, is what Alana is saying, even though they're two separate entities. But Brittany is a pastor, married to a pastor, two beautiful children. And she is helping people who do want to evolve to another life, get out of the industry. And for that alone, she is the enemy. She is the enemy because she had a bad experience in the industry and she's using it to help others who may have had a bad experience in the industry better their lives. She's the enemy. Wait, I'm the enemy because I did an interview for her company that 
I felt was very thought-provoking talking about the fact that I have never been anti-porn. Never. I am a bit anti some of the things that porn is doing at this current time. I am not down with the incestual roles. I am not cool with the stepmom shit because I think it's uber creepy that a dude wants to have sex with the same woman his dad is. I'm sorry. That is my opinion. You may not agree with it. And that's okay. Because guess what, free speech motherfuckers? That's what this is all about. It's about free speech. Right now I'm using mine. Try and cancel culture me. You've done it already. I don't know how much easier it's going to be the second time. But at this time, I don't give a fuck. Because I'm expressing my opinions. And these are the same opinions that I expressed when I did this interview a couple of years ago for Britney's project. Now, when Britney was doing this project, um, they were selling the project and they were going to use the project for something. So she offered to pay everybody that was going to be a part of the project. And a lot of times you do interviews, you don't get paid for them. Um, But she was like, you know, you're my agent. You do this for me. I want to pay you for your time, Uh, which was sweet and incredibly beautiful. So when this came out, I would like you to know that this same person who is dear at Elon Musk was very threatening towards me about me doing this interview. She was so threatening that I offered to donate the money that I made from the interview to the union and she refused to accept my donation. How can somebody who's representing talent, who needs legal counsel and help, turn down a donation? So, it went like this. This this conversation, oh, I don't have the year. It had to be a couple of years ago. When I was researching another performer who had taken funding from the Triple X Church, it was then that I discovered the interview and the subsequent anti-porn stories in your name. I was not only shocked, I was crushed to see someone who I so highly, who who I think so highly of take that route. I spent days and nights working for our performers for free. I couldn't even consider helping any of the anti-porn groups because their only drive is for donation or money. If they actually cared, they'd be housing the victims of child pornography that they exploit on a regular basis, including the young lady that was talking about living in her car in that wonderful New York Times article. I'm curious if any of that situation while the interviewing the young lady offered her a hotel room or somewhere to go. So even though I'm an advocate and learned about your anti-porn view you gave, I didn't post it. I didn't share it because of the respect I have for you. However, if you want to engage publicly giving credit where credit is definitely not due, like some writer who doesn't really care about his subjects in the article, then you're deciding to make this public and I won't sit on these videos for long. If you're going to use your voice to speak against the industry, people need to know the things you've been saying over the past two years. Okay. lot to unpack here. A lot of empty threats. Why the fuck would I need this woman to release these interviews when they're available on YouTube? And I'm proud of everything I said because I gave my opinion about things like ancestral roles in porn, making the 18-year-old girls do scenes with men that are older than their father that they're always very uncomfortable about. Um, 
the graphic nature, the choking, the violent nature of some of the content that's out there, a lot of the content that's out there. This is what I spoke of. I also spoke of the fact that you have to be a really strong individual and you have to really know yourself to be able to survive in porn. Otherwise, it's very easy to get sucked into the lifestyle, the drugs, the alcohol abuse, the parties, the celebrities that want to meet you, that just want to use you for random shit. You know, all of it. And that's what I spoke of. I knew Brittany when she was almost broken and I did not know if she was going to survive. For her to reach out to me in 2017 by showing up at the premiere of After Porn Ends, and then we did this interview together for her project, and then we did this interview together for my podcast, The Lee Sand Experience. Please look it up, Brittany De La Mora. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story told by her. And, and having the conversation was one thing, but going back and watching it was another because I just was like, wow, I cannot believe this is the same person who is so whole compared to when I knew her when she was 18 years old and she was so broken. What is wrong? with me having a relationship with people that have made different choices? Is it because it doesn't align with this person's values? It doesn't align exactly with all of the porn people that are now pissed at me because of clickbait that says ex-porn star Lisa Ann wants Elon must have banned X-rated content on Twitter when I never fucking said that because they can't read the article? OMG. OMG. You're all going to band together again. You're going to cancel culture me again. But do you hear yourselves? And I'm talking to the adult community here. If we had an age gate with ID verification for social media platforms, do you know what that would mean? That would mean imposters couldn't go out there and steal your content and act as you and siphon money from your fans as you. That would mean that too. If we had an age gate with some sort of ID verification, that would mean a 50-year-old man who's a pedophile could not be acting as a 14-year-old girl speaking to other 14-year-old girls online. Brings me to another podcast episode. Chris Hansen, who was right here on the Lisa Ann Experience to catch a predator, talked to me about how much more difficult it is now because there's all these different social media platforms where people can have multiple accounts and be lying about their age to pick up young children. So again, I'm speaking to the adult community here or anybody out there, the feverish masturbator, the incel, the whoever that thinks this is a big money grab for me or this is something. I am trying to raise awareness about a topic that is not just porn. It's about safety for our society. Here I am, a mother of the world. I don't have my own children, but I have a lot of people of different ages in my life, and I've heard a lot of their stories. I've heard young women come to me and say their first couple sexual experiences were so violent that they never wanted to be with another guy again. That is so common. Do you know how common that is? I would say it's 50% of the women that I know that I met them between 18 and 25 years old of their life. Do you know how heartbreaking that is to me to hear that the very first time they had sex, a guy was choking them? Okay, well, where did they get that? They got that from watching porn. Also, I'm the one here collecting the emails. 
now that I'm on the other side of this journey, I am the one the young men are coming to saying, help me. Can you help me with this? I'm a porn addict. I've never had sex. I've never been intimate with a woman. Do you know how old these men are? They're in their mid-20s to early 30s. They're incels, which is an involuntarily celibate man. They're virgins trying to find their way. And the most common age I've gotten from the data that I'm collecting is that they became addicted to porn by 10 or 11 years old. So they started watching porn before they knew what sex was about, before there was a conversation, before there was an understanding that these performers are getting paid, that they're tested every two weeks, that they are giving consent, that they want to do this. Before these 10-year-olds are thinking this is normal. Where are 10-year-olds getting porn? Twitter. I'm going to give mad props to OnlyFans right here because OnlyFans age verification is real. I mean real. Even as a performer uploading and recycling my content, you know what else? Don't fucking judge me for still having an OnlyFans page, all you people out there throwing hate at me because you read the clickbait and never the article. Because here's the thing. A retired actor, athlete, wrestler, singer can still go on the road and do signings and sell merch and do things. I am just as allowed to still monetize my previous career. So there's that. But OnlyFans, as a person uploading content, they do facial recognition scans. They, they, you know, every couple of months you get these notifications where it's like, okay, you got to go through these checks again. I respect that shit, man. That is dope. That means no guy can be putting revenge porn up of his ex-girlfriend. That means no minors can be exposed on OnlyFans because you cannot be uploading content unless your eyes are on that. You are there. That is powerful. That is responsible. And look, you can still do teaser clips on your Twitter. You can still lead and drive traffic if you'd like to. But the gaping asshole, probably not so necessary. The actual penetration, not so necessary. There are laws. It is 18 and up to view porn. So the clickbait title that lands on my birthday just so happened to also land on the day that I'm releasing the implied nudity photos that I shot back in March and held toward this very specific day, May 9th. And they get released, and what do I get? Slammed! Who is this girl who wants to ban porn because the fucking idiots only read the clickbait? And now she's posting these photos. People in the business. Thank you for sharing my photos, everybody. I appreciate that. Uh, People in the business. By the way, a woman standing alone Implied nudity means you can't see anything graphic. It's safe enough for Instagram or Facebook. There's no boob. There's no side boob. There's no, there's nothing. There's way less. I'm covered. Let me break that down because that is not porn. I think we all know that is not porn. But we want to find all the reasons to be awful over an article that has my name in the clickbait title that no one read the article and they decided, let's just go to war. Let's just go to war. Let's call this woman out for the awful person that she is. She kept a relationship with a young girl that could have died of drug addiction and who is now living her best life in a beautiful family in San Diego with a church. 
I'm awful. How about the union leader that wouldn't take my fucking donation to protect the people in her union because she didn't want the money because she was so angry. Um, I asked multiple times about the donations and she just ignored, ignored, ignored. Uh, you know, I just don't understand why we can't have a different thought process here. So again, when I talk about creating some sort of a verification, don't get your panties in a bunch. There are things that I am seeing in my own email. There are things that I am learning about young women's sexual experiences, men, the fact that we had to read a news article and see a horrible, horrific story a couple of weeks ago, a 14-year-old boy raped and killed a 10-year-old girl. I'm never going to be the same after reading that article. And please don't let this happen again and desensitize us to this is normal and not blame it on the fact that the access to graphic content is fucking with young people. That is the bottom, bottom line here. I am not trying to take money out of anyone's pockets, but I will say this. You'll all make a lot more money when you stop giving it away for free. I mean, that's just common sense. A customer that is able to get things for free does not turn into a paying customer down the road. I'll give you an example. When I had my day spa, Karma Day Spa in Huntington Beach, California for four years, I took some marketing classes and learned about coupons because there's all these people that come around. They're like, hey, we can put you on the back of the receipts at the grocery store. Um, I'm showing my age again because I don't even know if they do that because a lot of people don't take a receipt. There used to be ads, you know, and all these things. And so when I was taking this marketing class, they discussed the fact that most coupon users are coupon users that will frequent any business that has the coupons. So it's not that you're building loyalty through coupon users. I learned that I was better off building an incentive program for my customers. Like every time you got, everything was a baker's dozen. So if you bought a pack of massages, that was a pack of six, you got seven, you know, that kind of a thing. So we made incentives. If you bought products the same day as your service, you got 20% off. You wanted the full paying cost customer to come in. You want the mindset of somebody that wants to spend money. Hope you all out there know that by giving content away for free, you are not creating a mindset of people that want to spend money. That's just a fact. That's just business 101. But again, clickbait is for the uneducated and unaware and the fucking lazy. And this is where this got me going down the rabbit hole of sinner who listeners you may not know, but those who do join for the Friday 2 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube, Sinner's biggest goal is to get me to stop reading comments. That's her biggest goal is to stop me reading comments because, of course, I'm getting an incredible amount of hate from that clickbait. There will be people threatening me. I will definitely have to either do extra security exotica or not go. Depends how heated this gets by then. It totally depends how ugly the industry gets because they would rather spend hours hating, harassing, and attacking than a couple of minutes reading an actual article. And when you read an article and actually take a step back and absorb it, 
Because again, it's not about porn on Twitter. It's about age verification to legitimize users. No one in the industry wants all the imposters scamming money out of all of their fans like they have been on a regular basis. This would eliminate that. No one wants to be bullied by a pack of bots and all of these other things. This would eliminate that. No one wants to know that there's men or women out there acting a certain age and speaking to minors to engage in illegal activity with them. We'd eliminate that. Does this sound crazy? Is this all about porn? Or is this a bigger picture of saying, hey, all of this happened really fast. Now maybe we're seeing some of the mental health aspects of this. Now maybe we're seeing like, you know, a, a 25 to 30 to 35 year old virgin who watches uh, endless hours of porn every day. This cannot be healthy. This cannot be great for your social life, for your intimacy, for your relationships, for your sense of fucking reality. It's not healthy. So maybe it is time that we patiently step back and think, you know, businesses getting scammed by imposters, people getting scammed by imposters, predators on the internet imposing that they are a different age and communicating with an age that they should not be. All of these things could be dealt with, but instead it's, it's all my fault. This is all going to come back on me. I know a lot of people in the industry, if they really sat back and thought about it, none of them are creating content for minors and they know that. So I know that they would like this to be a more responsible process. I bet you they'd all make a lot more money on their OnlyFans and on the new content they're creating if they just posted something, a teaser that doesn't have to be graphic, but penetration is graphic. And all of these things, this was just me on my other podcast, Dudes Do Better, the day that Elon Musk took over Twitter, voicing my, voicing my opinion because I too have a right to free speech. And whoa, did this get completely out of control. So then I'd share the little evolution of what went down on the day that I decided not to read the news. I became the news. For everyone who hasn't seen the story, you can click it, you can find it, just search my name in Elon Musk and understand that I am not anti-porn, nor have I ever been, but I will never stop reminding everyone to look at what your children are doing on the internet. Look at who they're interacting with. Protect them from scenarios as much as you can. And I can imagine being a parent today. This is a full-time fucking job and it sucks and it's awful, but we're seeing more sex trafficking. We're seeing more things. So there has to be a reason for that. The accessibility, the ease. So an age thing is not to ban porn. It's to protect everyone and make Twitter a better place. After that, I didn't look at comments that whole day. I'll be very, very, very proud of myself for that. The next day I started to uh, trying to stay in this positive space. And of course, people want to send me things. And there's always the people that I know automatically hate me. So they're also setting up bots. And then there's just the people that are just, you know, I'm washed up. I can't, I, I, I can't masturbate to her anymore. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. 
my heart goes out to you. I'm really sorry you can't masturbate to me anymore. Like, really? This is what you put on the internet? Do you know anyone? Do you have family? Do you have friends? Do you potentially have children? You're putting this shit out on the internet? What is wrong with you? Why do you need to express that on a timeline? But that's on you. My birthday has been paradise. Uh, it started with my trip to Vegas, which I had talked about for months on months on months, being at the Crazy Horse for three nights. We did Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday was a pool day at Mandalay Bay, Mariah Bay, the private pool with the upstairs to ourselves, six people. We had a little day drinking going on. I'm not a big drinker. So to go through two bottles of Tito's with six people in the sun, but we drank water in between each drink. Got to meet up with my friend Christian Triplex because we share a day apart our birthdays. Uh, so we got to have dinner with Mike Sullivan and Christian. Went back to L.A. and got to take a little secret trip uh, with my dude. And I got a beautiful new gift that, oh, every time you get to do this, you know you get to make a wish. And out loud, I'm just going to say, I wish you all health, wealth, and happiness forever. Uh, and it was paradise. And during that paradise, I didn't look at the internet at all. I didn't open my computer. That's why I'm a day late and a dollar short on this podcast because I was supposed to record that week, but I had all my gear with me. Um, but it was just such a time of just bliss. And it's really something when you haven't gone on the internet to go on the internet. Uh, so it took four days off from that. Then I went back up to LA to be a part of the Stiff Socks podcast live event at the Avalon in Hollywood. Huge stage, 500 people, great night, great event. So proud to be a part of something related to Netflix is a joke, that whole festival going on out there. And also, you know, meeting Trevor and Michael from Stiff Socks pod. Got to meet them earlier in the day and pre-record a clean podcast because you never know in a live room, you know, if there's going to be people talking or clapping or how the sound is going to be. So we got to do a clean. You're going to get to enjoy that this week. These are two genuinely amazing humans. I got to watch them operate with their assistant and their people and, and, and navigate things once we got to the venue, making sure that I had an area to sit at when they were on stage before I was joining them, had a security guy with me, just thoughtful young men. I loved them so much. So please subscribe to their YouTube channel. Please listen to their podcast. They're funny as hell. Uh, they were just lovely. And so it was cool that I got to meet them first. And then we had like an hour break uh, to go get something to eat and then meet them down in Hollywood. But it was like, cool, rather than meeting somebody at a public event and then getting on stage with them, like coming in cold, you know, I felt like I was coming in hot. I got to know them. I really liked them. And be when I got the invites, since it was such a big deal and I really wanted to know them well, by the time I got there, I did like 10 hours of just watching their podcasts, just watching them on YouTube, listening to their podcasts and getting to know them. So I felt like I had all these like inside jokes that they didn't really understand they thought it was like, it was like, uh, we had something in common. I was like, no, I got that from like episode, you know, the, the three weeks ago episode, like I, that, that one. Uh, but it was just funny because they didn't realize like how deep I went down the rabbit hole and how many episodes I listened to. It was a great event. Our friend, Austin, wholesome Austin, shout out to you, who we met through my friend, Austin, who met us out in Vegas for part of the uh, birthday celebration, West Coast style. He lives in LA. So we hit up Austin, like, yo, I got this LA event. You want to come with us? And he came with us, which was super nice to just stay in this like friend zone of like having all these friends around me for this celebration because that's what this birthday has been about. You know, the most important thing 
in my life as a minimalist is people, my relationships, obviously not the people that read clickbait though, but my relationships, the friendships I have, um, Austin and I realized we've now known each other for 10 years. A friend of mine, Billy, that came out to see us in Vegas, who lives in Vegas. I've known him about psh, maybe 17, 18 years. Christian, and I have known each other since 2003. So you can do the math there almost 20 years. Like to just connect in person and realize what a beautiful collection of love and friendship and to be adding new people. So Austin is new people. We call him wholesome Austin because they're both named Austin and we needed to find a way to separate them. So wholesome, awesome. So then flew back to New York, uh, to prepare up to black New York on Sunday to get ready for Monday, May 9th, which is the day where the nails happen, the news happened. And I had the most fabulous, like, Words can't explain if I visualized what my birthday dinner would be like with just my girlfriends. I didn't even, couldn't even go here. Celeste set us up in a private, very special and exclusive room. It was just my girlfriends from eight to 10. And then we had some other friends come and meet us for drinks after. It was a beautiful group of women, some that I've introduced to each other. So they already know each other from my women's group. Some are friends of mine that I've collected along the way that I thought would be great to add into the women's group. But after dinner, Allie, who those of you who follow me at the really saying, Allie is my photographer that shoots all of my beautiful photos for me in the city who I formed this like relationship during the pandemic. We would go out and shoot in the streets. And that's back when you were still wearing a mask on the street even. But we loved shooting because there was no cars. There was no garbage to move out of the way. There was no like, oh, I'd love to shoot there. But there's like a bunch of trash. And we got to know each other because we would just walk. And when we're out shooting together, you know, so we'll set up in an area I'm like, oh, I really like this over here. I think I'm going to do this color jacket. I always have a bag of jackets with me so I can switch it up. I'm going to put this on. And she sets up and we shoot. So maybe shooting photos takes us like five, 10 minutes in a spot. And then it'll be like 20 minutes till we get to our next spot or 15. And we talk a lot and we get to know each other. And, you know, we've built this like cool, you know, I'm her mom's age. Her mom's not here. So I could be a little replacement mom. We're also like, co-workers. We're also like sisters in a sense. Allie decided that everyone should take a moment and tell me something about our relationship. And I can't go much further into it because I will just tear up here, which is not attractive, and tears which is love. But it was Allie that inspired that movement Sinner did record it so I could have it on my phone and re-cry multiple times, which I already have. And everybody went around the room and shared their view of me, how they see me, how I'm seen to the people that I love the most. It was so moving and so beautiful and so thoughtful of Allie to want to share and want to get an Allie's shy. I don't normally picture her doing public speaking. She's reserved. She was dressed so beautifully. Everybody was dressed so beautifully. Everyone dressed up for my birthday, which was so special. But she inspired this. And, you know, yeah, I bawled my eyes out. I mean, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to learn, hear, and understand how the people that are actually in my immediate world, not the internet people, 
that sometimes like me and sometimes don't like me, not work people who only make money to or from me or what have you, but friends. You know, Allie and I have gotten together as friends even when we're not shooting photos. Allie's part of the women's group. Her best friend, Alex, introduced us. Of course, Alex was at the dinner at two, right? And hearing everyone was really the greatest gift I could have ever gotten in my entire life. It was almost resemblant to your eulogy, like what you would hear or hope to hear your people say about you for your eulogy. That's what it felt like, but I was alive to enjoy it. And it gave me this sense of purpose and this sense of calm that even though that day I learned that article was out, I knew that the clickbait was going to attract a war with every person in the industry that didn't read the article and doesn't understand me or already doesn't like me or every feverish masturbator who is afraid they might have to go somewhere else for a porn or everybody that just doesn't understand. I, at that day, already was preparing myself for war because that's what this is going to be. I'm going to be fucked with. It's going to be just like 2015, 2016 when I couldn't go to Exotica, I'm going to be threatened and told if I go places, bad things are going to happen to me. Like here we fucking go, but I'm okay. You know why I'm okay? Because I sat in a room the night of my 50th birthday at Say Less in New York City with so much love and so many different and unique and special stories from the women that were there by my side celebrating my day with me. That core is going to hold me up through anything. That made me so strong and feel so connected and so valued, loved. It was amazing. So I was able to put that over there and be in this moment and realize, sure, there's going to be a lot of different opinions about me out there. But to who matter the most in my immediate life, what I learned about myself was next level. And I am just so grateful for the friendships that I have. I'm grateful for you as a listener for not judging me in a sense that you could never see me or hear me doing something other than my previous career. For being open to be curious of like, hey, I wonder what it's like to be her. Because that's why a lot of people are listening. I wonder what she goes through. I wonder what it's like. I'm a fly on a wall. I like reality TV. I know what, what is it like to be that person? What is it like for all of you that have taken it to this relationship we have where I get to share my conversations with other people and today my conversation in my own head, what I feel and think about clickbait, how and why I know I'm misunderstood, but the blanket over all of it, rock, paper, scissors, paper over the rock, the love that I've felt Monday night for my birthday and for the past two weeks traveling everywhere, seeing friends in Vegas, LA, here in New York. All of it blankets that rock. That paper right over that rock. I won this match. And I will continue to win because of all of you, because of the people that take the time to read the actual article and understand the good that I'm doing is for your children, for your people for you. I've already lived both lives. Uh, I could just say it doesn't really matter, whatever, whatever. But I see it because of the emails that I receive, because of the toxic energy that I feel and the narrative that it's created. So I feel that. 
you right here with me right now being rock. I'm throwing the paper. I'm winning this match. Uh, hydrating today with the uh, sparkling citrus flavor because it was that kind of a day right here. And so, you know, I am powered. This show, the Lisa Ann Experience, is powered by Fit Soda. Follow at Fit Soda today. Go in and put in your zip code. Find out where you can get Fit Soda. The flavors are amazing. Great to add with a little alcoholic cocktail as well, I may add. But check them out. And last week I interviewed the creator himself, Chris Miller. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, go back and listen. All of my episodes also land on my YouTube channel, The Real Lisa Ann. I will be at David Buster's Saturday, May 14th, the night of Saturday, May 14th. I will be at Harbor hosting a party. Let's see how all these other events pan out once we see how much heat is really on me. But I will supposedly be at Exotica, Miami. New Jersey and DC that at this point is subject to change. And I will adapt either way because I always pivot. I've got two more Dave and Buster's coming up. I've got Orlando coming up and then followed by Nashville. You can find all of my tour dates on my social media at the really Sand. I thank you for being a listener, a supporter, a friend. I thank you for taking the time. If you're new to this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review everybody. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Lisa Ann Experience.